This is the Shine On You Crazy Daisy podcast, and I'm your host, Trudy Simmons from the Daisy Chain Group, providing platforms for women entrepreneurs to be seen and heard. This platform is for women entrepreneurs that want to hear the real stories of what it takes to be yourself and run a business with all the different hats that you might have to wear. These are the stories of the tenacious, the rebellious, and the resilient women that are working towards the future that they want to build for themselves and their families. Hello and welcome to the Shannon New Crazy Daisy podcast. And I am very excited to introduce you to Natasha Minchella from The Orchard today. Natasha, thank you so much for joining us. Please tell us about your business. Oh, you're welcome, Trudy. It's great to be here. I'm excited to chat to you. Well, I am, and don't all run away at this, but I am a corporate and commercial lawyer. I specialise in helping um, coaches and mentors and creative entrepreneurs to get all of their essential legal protection in place, basically through their contracts um, and protecting their intellectual property and getting really great boundaries in place for their business. I love how exciting you make that sound. (laughs) It is. This is the thing, okay? People think about legals and getting their client contract done. And by the way, I am not a kind of nerdy lawyer, but client contract be still my beating heart. Let me tell you, it is just a game changer. But people think that all of this stuff is just the paperwork. It's so much more than the paperwork. It can really change the way you show up in your business. That's why I'm excited about it. Not about drafting the little bits and pieces, but seeing the change it makes in people's businesses. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Knowing you a bit, being a lawyer is a very sensible job. So how did you end up in this corporate environment? Oh, my goodness. Do you know what? Somebody took part in one of my events recently and she called me the least lawyery lawyer ever. Um, uh, And that I take as a huge compliment. Um, Nothing against kind of... Tradition, uh, more traditionally kind of presenting lawyers, if you like. But for me, that's that's a, a really great compliment. So I'm a creative person. I always say that I'm a creative person who happened to stumble into being a corporate and commercial lawyer, which seems a funny thing to say, because when you think of being a corporate lawyer, especially I was trained in the city, so I was in one of those big international city law firms. You know, it's a serious kind of a job. So how on earth can you be stupid enough uh, or whatever, become, you know, stumble into that kind of position? But the, the thing was, I was a creative person who just didn't think that a really creative career path was available to me. Yeah. Um, I just felt like you had to come from, you know, a family that has generations of mm. artists and actors and writers in order to do that kind of thing. And so I went to university, I went to a really good university, I got a great degree in a subject that I loved, which was languages. But I just didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know what I was going to do with it. I didn't have the guts or the belief Mm. or even the hope to think that I might have a a really creative job. 
career make money out of it and so I was just looking for something to do until I found my real passion and my dad said to me my dad said to me oh Natasha why don't you become a um why don't you become go into the law this is how he said it why don't you go into the law um you know women do very well in the law and it's reasonably well remunerated that's what he said and I thought oh god that's the most exciting thing in the world but I'll give it a go. I'll do it for the time being. Let's see if I manage to get a job. And, and, and that was it. I was then on that path. Yeah. You talk about reaching rock bottom. So that, and when you got there, asking yourself what you wanted your life and career to look like. But firstly, why does it take us to reach these depths? And secondly, what did you do at that stage? Yeah, so I, I felt like, I couldn't, once I got that position and that job and that decent way, that reasonable, you know, reasonable remuneration, as my dad said, um, it was really difficult to step off that path. And, you know, I did dabble in a few other really interesting things along the way, but I never felt I could completely leave the the law behind. And then I split up from my first husband, who was a musician. Um, And I felt like, although he'd been a very successful musician, I didn't feel able to rely on that. And I felt like I needed to know that I could bring in what I needed to bring in to support me and my children. Um, And I also didn't feel it was right just to expect him to to kind of cover the bills and do everything. I felt like, well, you know, I have got a profession, I can do this. Um, And so that just kind of kept me in for longer and longer until I just couldn't do it anymore. I just couldn't do it. And at that stage, I thought, I've got to, I've got to do something else. I've got to. Otherwise, I'm, I'm not going to be functioning anymore. So what did you do? Did you then <laughs> decide to go out by yourself? Did you? I cried a lot. I cried a lot, um, including at my desk <laughs> in the law firm on a few occasions. And <laughs> they kind of go let's give Tash a bit of space this morning as I was sitting there sobbing into my tea um and I went on a year it was back in 2015 and I just went on this year of self-discovery and I couldn't find I couldn't find any women in business that I in the UK that I that that were kind of championing championing a way of life and business that I really related to so actually it started um it was still reasonably early days in Instagram um and I was on Instagram and I just started to see more creative soul-led if you like soul-centered women entrepreneurs in the U.S. Mm. um that I started to follow. Um, and that gave me a little bit of hope and the sorts of things they were talking about made sense to me. And I understood their language and their approach and their energy. And um, what happened was uh, one of those people was Danielle Laporte. Um, mm. And she had this desire map 
um, system at the time. And she was just starting to license people in other countries to use her system. And so the first person who became licensed to use her design map system in the UK, I happened to find out as soon as she was licensed. And she was running, you know, her first workshop in London. And I just thought, I'm going. I, I know nothing about her or anything. I told my husband, he thought I was absolutely bonkers. I said, I'm going to do a design map workshop in tooting um i'm off and that was the start of the journey really and then at the same time i did marie folio's b school um and after i'd done that first design that workshop then there was another design that workshop which i went on and that was i mean it had a massive epiphany at that workshop and on the the, and by this stage i've been through kind of 10 months of soul searching exploring and thinking what i wanted my life to look like and um, at the end of that second design map workshop on the Monday, I went in and I handed in my notice at the corporate job. And I drove home and I sobbed with relief and joy. It was the most amazing feeling. Well, and that first, the person who led that workshop became my first client. Oh, she was a coach. Yeah. But what I love about that story is that uh, you having such a corporate and lawyery head on your shoulders, obviously, but always searching for this creative outlet, this creative way of being in the world. And combining law and creativity sounds crazy. And then you meet you. Um, but so how are you now doing that? Because you are. Well, okay, there's two main things. I mean, the first one I would say, for me, underpinning everything, and I know that you get this, is it's all about the energy. Mm -hmm. So I bring my creative energy to how I talk about the law, how I talk about contracts, how I explain things to people, um, you know, the language I use, all of that. And so my clients really get that. And for the first time, they don't see it as this heavy, scary, horrible thing. Um, And they love that energy and they talk about that a lot. So that's that's the main thing I would say really is the the energy I bring to it, the way I talk about it. Um, yeah. And, and the fact that um, the way that I talk about the healthy boundaries and the sorts of language and um, values that businesses of our type in our sector, because I definitely count myself in as one of those types of businesses that people relate to and they really get it. But what you've also done is made the law accessible. Yeah. In, I know that you've got the, the online um, community with The Orchard for coaches and also for anybody else in business where it's an accessible way of getting what you need to make your business legally sound. And I think for a lot of years, if you wanted any of this stuff, you had to go and pay a proper lawyer. I'm kidding. And you had to go and pay a lawyer <laughs> to... to well to write these contracts individually for each of us and it was a lot of investment for a small business so it wasn't being done and you've I think part of your creativity is the fact that you have pulled those things together and made it fun Lord, oh, right. do you know what that means so much to me it's also made me a little bit teary because do you know what I'm really proud of it Mm. I'm really really proud of it Mm. and it's taken a long time to get to this place but there are very few professionals um, and ex-corporate lawyers that have 
even attempted to make this kind of jump, it's still quite unusual. Um, and I think what I've done is innovative and I am really proud of it. So thank you for mentioning that. I, I appreciate that. If there was one lesson that you wanted other entrepreneurs to know, what would it be? Oh, well, I know we hear it all the time, but honestly, it's so, 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 so true. So true, which is don't wait until everything's perfect perfect just get started in a messy way and sometimes the way doesn't seem that clear but if you feel if you get a gut feeling to do something I would always say follow your gut because when I look back Mm. you know at the time there were decisions I made that felt a bit funky and a bit weird and halfway through a thing I've signed up for a course or something I think oh god why have I done this this is not right but it always leads to people and ideas and networks and things and then when you move ahead and you look back and you see how it all connects together oh my god there's a magic in that and it really puts the kind of hairs on the back back of my neck up when I think about that so just keep me moving forward in that messy kind of way get your stuff out there don't overthink it and just get moving that's so perfect because my chapter in this book is about hindsight and the, ah. we can, until we can look back, even in the crappy things that we think we're stuck in, there's always a reason that we're doing them. So true, like, so true. <laughs> uh, what's your favourite piece of business software? Okay, I love um, I love systems and processes. I'm always on the lookout for perfect software. And actually, I know that you know this. For any task that you're doing, in many instances, there isn't a perfect piece of software. However, there will be different types of software that go about it in a different way. Um, And for me, one of the main steps forward in my business was when I moved everything onto Kajabi. Mm. Now, I'm not saying Kajabi is necessarily any better than Teachable or anything else of that nature but for me it's a platform that did various things and what that meant was that I felt in control because before then I had had various people and VAs helping me put together different things and the way they connected was really quite complex and I'm not an overtly techie person and it terrified me. And one of the things I was using at the time was ClickFunnels. Now, ClickFunnels is perfect for certain people, not for me. And genuinely, I would say that because of the way that my mind didn't really like and react well with ClickFunnels, I think it probably held my business back by about yeah. six months, you know. Yeah. And in the end, I got some help with someone who could work out ClickFunnels and connect it with other things. That was all fine. But then she went traveling for three months when I was just about to do my second launch Mm. and I was left back, me and ClickFunnels, you know, it was it was horrible. And so moving to Kajabi, my brain just understands Kajabi and I feel in control. Like if, If somebody were to leave my team and go away again for three months. I'd be able to muddle through. And so I think that's the thing. Find the piece of kit that works for you. And I ended up with ClickFunnels because a mentor had recommended it to me. And I should have known when I did the trial. I just didn't like it. Mm. Natasha, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for being involved in the book. I think you have proved 
that having a personality and having your personality shine through really does help with any business that you've got. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Trudy. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please leave a review and come back for more inspiration. And if you're ready for more motivation, please go to my website and buy the Shine On You Crazy Daisy series of books with inspirational and motivating stories from businesswomen around the world. But wait, there's more. Come and join the Shine On You Crazy Daisy membership for knowledge, accountability, networking, co-working and support. We will give you the knowledge that you need in a workshop and the support and encouragement to implement for the growth of your business. More details are available on my website, thedaisychaingroup.com.